Kia ora koutou, welcome to Circuit Cast, and it's our end of year pod. Last year we were in Auckland at the Audio Foundation, this year uh, we're at Te Whiti Orehua, the School College of Creative Arts at Massey University here in Wellington, with a, a wonderful panel to have a bit of a look at the year that's been with us, 2018. Uh, to my left, just recovering from a little bit of illness, is uh, Associate Professor Heather Galbraith. Kia ora, Heather. Kia ora, and apologies for the gravelly voice. <laughs> Heather's just recently been working uh, as a curator, with uh, managing curator with Scape in Christchurch, so hopefully we'll get a bit of Canterbury in here today. Uh, following on from that, I have Simon Jennard from Enjoy Gallery. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora, Mark. You produced one of the most beautiful shows this year, I thought, Simon's Sleeping Arrangements at the Douse, when you were there as a curatorial intern. <laughs> Just throwing that one in now. It's lovely to have you here, and um, it's great to have you at Enjoy. And finally, also here from Massey, uh, the artist Shannon Te Ao. Kia ora, Shannon. Kia ora, Mark. Kia ora, Koto. Lovely to be here. Now, Shannon, another of my favourite works of the year, again at the Douse. Uh, my Life is a Tunnel, I think, is the Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Beautiful work. Douse is having a, a great year, yeah. Uh, I will say uh, Sleeping Arrangements was on my list too, so... Um, yeah, nice to be back. The lovers in the room. The lovers in the room. The dust is off to a good start. It seems in our end of year wrap up. <laughs> well, let's let's start with um, uh, I guess a bit of a more introduction from each of you, which is a personal highlight from what you've been doing personally this year. Heather? Sure. Um, well, my uh, personal highlight, as you mentioned, Mark, is I was involved in um, Skate Public Art in Otatahi, Christchurch, and this was the third of three um, annual uh, seasons that I've curated, which was a really extraordinary opportunity. You don't often get them as a curator, particularly yeah. art and public space gigs, um, to be able to iterate so uh, and, and evolve works uh, in conversation with artists over a two- to three-year period. So... Um, we did a project, it was called um, uh, Our Braided Future, and had a whole uh, bevy of existing works, but also a quite high new work commission rate. And those are the ones that I wanted to be able to name check, because it's always really exciting to be able to facilitate creation of new works. So Hannah Berry made um, extraordinarily massive um, uh, works on silk velvet, um, creating a tunnel, which was like walking through a nebula, um, which she used um, dyes and Shrovsky crystals and LED lights to give this kind of little weird portal through the Canterbury Museum. Um, And then another large seven metre long work called um, Orion, based on the Orion Nebula. Chris Olutupu, which was a massive personal highlight for me working mm. with him. Um, he's one of our MFA grads, always think I have thought he's a fascinating artist, but haven't had the chance to work with him before. And so we got to make a new uh, a film work with him um, set in... Um, the wilds of a a North Canterbury um, ski resort Um, and he made a very very beautiful personal um, film called um, Lelia which was titled after his mum um, but used as a visual conceit um, a a 1970s Vogue shoot, a very 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 ridiculous Vogue shoot um, that was set atop a a mountain in between Chile and Argentina and involved essentially people getting trapped and snowed in and only having champagne and cocaine to consume 
Zoom, but still the shoot uh, proceeded, and then they had to ski down the mountain to escape um, Chilean um, armed uh, folk, um, and they had to ski down the mountain in furs and jewels. Anyway, (laughs) kind of crazy scenario, but Chris took this and turned it into this extraordinarily beautiful um, kind of testimony to his mum and all that she has done to keep a family full of children and um, with a partner that was sometimes there and sometimes not all kind of on track and much loved. So, yeah, big up to Chris and Chris's mum, Lalia. Erica Van Zon made um, some new works in the Cunningham House Botanic Gardens, beautiful new works. British artist Tom Dale made a new sculptural work um, and a fantastic new uh, moving image work called The Red Zone. And Pity Cowie um, uh, made a beautiful performance work and um, some billboards as well. So, yeah, that was awesome to be able to to get so much new work in Otatahi happening in public space. So, great, big great, highlight. Great shout-out. Sorry, there, was, there wasn't like one. That was like a little bundle. <laughs> let's, bundle. Keep it, let's keep it tight, people. Yeah. Simon. <laughs> uh, my personal highlight is uh, running Meanwhile with Three other facilitators, Jelahana Lakamge, Laura Duffy, and Jordana Bragg. We call this an ARI. This is the term, the parlance, is it not? ARI, Artist Run Initiative? An Artist Run Initiative, that's who we are. <laughs> I've aged several years this year. <laughs> I've exhausted all my favours as well, but I've also managed to work closely with um, a group of wonderful artists um, and um, just been able to develop projects um, and improvise pay them a little money um and yeah I think what I'm most I don't know what I was most sort of struck by with meanwhile is we organized a visit um to the New Zealand AIDS quilt as part of Owen Connor's show Crudo or Perilous Might um and I'm very grateful to um one of the curators Stephanie Gibson there who um with the collection technicians got this massive object for us um and stayed and talked to us for a good two hours and was genuinely interested in what we had to say and the way that um this kind of ragtag group of artists and queers had um, some interesting perspectives for um, Stephanie and for Te Papa. Mm, oh, nice. that's fantastic, Simon. Thank you. Shannon? Uh, I have to acknowledge the birth of my yeah. uh, beautiful young daughter before I do any oh, of this other Kilda. business. So beautiful. Kia ora, Gracie George de Portiki there. I was born... Uh, in August this year, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, on a kind of deeply kind of personal level, that's been uh, a big milestone yeah. for, for me and my whanau this year, and uh, we seem to be kind of like levelling out uh, as much as you can with the kind of carload for the kids and whatnot, but um, mm. yeah, uh, that's been happening for me at home, which has kind of meant the second half of my year has been uh, not necessarily kind of isolated, but kind of keeping the uh, home fires well and truly kind of burning. Uh, so I feel like most of my kind of activity out in the world was kind of um, during the first half of this year. Yeah, surely um, releasing kind of two new projects out into the world. My Life as a Tunnel, um, which um, was first exhibited at the Douse, and I think it was, I can't even remember, May or April, I think that opened, uh, alongside Simon's uh, uh, beautiful show, Sleeping Arrangements. And then, um, yeah, more recently, uh, a recent project at uh, Robert Heald Gallery, uh, What Was or Could Be Today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both of these works uh, kind of helped me scratch something that I've been kind of fishing around as an artist for a good kind of 18 months. So I feel like, uh, I mean, it's hard to kind of, 
share the kind of like creative milestones with everyone here. But I know, for example, with my life as a tunnel, that was a kind of um, a more perhaps a more kind of a affirmative use of Te Reo Māori, for example, within my my recent work. So that's a kind of personal journey, but a kind of like. Uh, um, something that the work wasn't doing, so I'm excited by that. I mean, it's, I think also with that project for me, even though I work with a lot of people uh, often, I think the kind of collaborative kind of sensibility is something that I'm still kind of maturing into uh, in a richer way. So I feel like that project, more than a couple of others that I've uh, made in the last few years, is, has more voices in it, you know, and, and is all, all the richer for it. So... Uh, yeah, that, that would be my kind of personal highlight. Oh, kia ora, yeah. Shannon. Thank you for speaking from the heart. It's really beautiful to hear that. Um, Heather, before you said, I think Our Braided Future was the name? Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I thought maybe we could pause just to think about the year that's been in terms of mm. the sense of the trends or what's been going on. And I guess my personal reflection was that I felt that a lot of what that's been going on that I've seen in the visual arts in recent years uh, that might be considered on the edge edge of a kind of a mainstream culture has felt like it's been very much suddenly in the centre, almost like the the old Pākehā white centre that I you know grew up with had kind of collapsed and everything had kind of come in. So uh, just so many strong voices, so many strong queer voices, Māori, Pacific Island, the the whole suffrage mm. pe- uh, uh, period in terms mm. of uh, celebrating that and, and, and looking at representation has been enormous yep. uh, across the arts, but. It feels like there's been a a, a, a big shift, and, and we've had a change of government. We've had a prime minister who's brought a, her own child into the world this year. So it's been quite uh, an interesting shift. I, I was quite interested to, to know what you guys felt as to how this year felt in terms of a more general sense. I, I can kick off a, li- a little bit. I think your observations kind of um, spot on, uh, Mark. When I was, um, you know, we were invited to kind of consider which which were our most impactful or most resonant projects and works and initiatives. And I have to say I was kind of struggling a little bit to um, locate terribly many projects or shows um, that were by white cis het males <laughs> in the mix. And that felt kind of exciting. Um, yeah. Because it's, 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 it didn't feel like perhaps it's... Um, uh, you know, quite the default um, that it once was, and and I certainly welcome and cherish that. But one of the things that I've been really um, worried about, um, and that someone within, you know, deeply committed to the importance of tertiary arts education, but also to the centrality of of visual arts within our society, is that there's still a disjunct for me between the rhetoric and you know really amazing kind of platitudes um, being shared. Um, <clears throat> in media from our um, Prime Minister and um, Minister for Arts, Heritage and Culture, um, but doesn't seem to match up with the lived experience of many um, artists and um, arts organisations, uh, small, medium and large scale. So in particular, I really want to note the, the challenges that art history programmes have been facing this year, particularly in Otago and more recently in Victoria, but also with the loss of the amazing Ian Buchanan in Auckland, um, whether or not he will be replaced, I'm, I'm not sure. But The art history. <clears throat> the art history programmes. Yeah, art yes. historian Ian Buchanan, who was one of my kind of um, uh, key art, art, um, art history lecturers when I went through art school. But yes. 
um, and gave 44 years of continuous service to the University of Auckland. How freaking amazing is that? It's extraordinary. But, you know, Victoria have been totally under the cosh, and, and art history provides such a valuable and important platform for developing critical discourse around our visual culture, and I'm, I'm just deeply saddened that um, it's not being more cherished um, by um, university infrastructures um, because it's not kind of as sexy or as big numbers as, as other programs. But I just want to, yeah, I guess shout out that for me, the valuing of arts, uh, visual arts in particular, obviously it's a, it's a key area, but all of the arts in general um, needs to be better kind of articulated and mm. understood and, and reflected through where money finds its way um, in our society, and that's public, private, um, institutional, etc. So yeah, big big solidarity to art history colleagues and students also wondering where their programs are going. Um, yeah, so so I just wanted to, mm, to mention you. that. Thank you, Heather. Great talk. More action. Simon? Uh, I agree with you, Heather. Um, I think on the one hand there's a hope or an anticipation that... Um, the coalition brings an end to this decade of underinvestment. But what we've seen this year is um, we've seen the closure of the um, specialist libraries at the University of mm. Auckland. Um, we've seen um, the closure of art history departments or the minimization of art history departments. Um, so it still feels like we're dealing with the effects of this last decade. But I will say that... Um, out of the closure of the Elam Library has come the Samoa House Library, which is a beautiful show of, um, uh, yeah, solidarity, grassroots, um, grassroots solidarity, people um, coming together and feeling a community need and um, doing what they can with limited resources. Yeah, I mean, I would echo uh, all of those sentiments, really. I suppose, as you've commented on, Mark, it's, it is quite easy to observe... A shift, um, certainly I think um, when I quickly survey the notes I've made to today's kind of wrap-up, they reflect a different kind of um, spectrum of voices than, than has been uh, so visible, I don't know, five, even five years ago, you know, ten years ago, definitely I think we might have been looking at a different list of kind of names and projects to kind of uh, highlight and kind of underscore for the year. And so not necessarily kind of turbulent, but shifting tides, you know. I, I sure. thought that just, the, just to, to say that I thought the, the, the debate around Lit with Willis Thompson's um, work, um, mm. and of course, which we're waiting to hear whether he's just won the Turner Prize, I yep. think, this week as we, as we broadcast, uh, was, was really interesting as a kind of a... As a moment, interesting market for sure, an interesting uh, catalyst. Uh, Auto portrait, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, agreed. Uh, that exhibition was on my kind of uh, noted exhibitions for the year for sure. It's the Adam Art Gallery yeah, show of moving yeah, image work. Yeah, the, mm. the title of the exhibition was Luke Willis Thompson, and uh, just to quickly summarise for our listeners who might not have seen it, uh, it was a small survey of three recent works that Luke has produced over the course of three or four years, I guess. Um, and yeah, the, the, the work Auto Portrait. Um, I can't remember the name of the work produced in London. Uh, um, uh, a sim- uh, cemetery of uniforms yeah. and liveries, uh, uh, and then the most recent work, too long, um, 
question mark was uh, produced just for that show. And so, yeah, I mean, it was fascinating being around that uh, and witnessing the kind of volatile kind of, uh, I suppose, discourse around around, around that exhibition, those projects. And, um, yeah, I think they kind of... Uh, it's an interesting project to kind of take the temperature of kind of this moment that we're just kind of summarising just now. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move on to um, some of those other notes, and uh, I'm just we're just going to put that out as as an exhibition of the year for you, a, a best show. Simon, do you want to kick us off on this one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably Shannon. Oh, it's <laughs> um, no, um, I didn't have a lot to do with that project at the Dallas, but. Um, Getting to see this body of work develop over a series of three years um, and getting to see the way in which um, language and intimacy are bound up and messy and um, so incredibly frail. Um, I, yeah, just stunning, stunning piece of work, the whole body of it. Kill the Simon. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you another question yeah. on Simon as well to get it outside the room Yeah. Uh, because I don't think Shannon's an emerging artist anymore, whatever we call that. Have you got a best emerging artist artist or a show that you saw today, something from the... That's come oh, up? oh, best emerging artist. Um... Let's have a look. <laughs> um, I I really love Robbie Hancock's show, but I have to say that um, that I'm he's one of my good friends, <laughs> so I'm I'm thoroughly um, unbiased here. Um, that was uh, I love you to the wrist and back at PlayStation. Oh, uh, yeah, um, and another great artist from space. Um, it's just he produced a, a wallpaper out of vinyl, um, out of um, basically beautiful delicate drawings of cocks. Um, and uh, he just has such a, a sensitive and funny and interesting eye and a way of dealing with, um, I guess, uh, histories of kind of queer coding or um, uh, the ways in which queerness manifests itself maybe as an eye or a, a kind of orientation towards the world or an orientation towards the interior space. Mm. Um, and it's just... Um, yeah, real treat for me. Okay, well, Heather, what about you? So, best emerging, I'd like to talk about Yasmin Togo Brisby um, and her um, work, um, in particular, post plantation air, but also other works that she's made, um, which <clears throat> is, there are going to be works represented. At the Dallas very Music soon, and one talk, um, which is coming up very very soon. But but the fact that Post Plantation Air was also acquired by Auckland Art Gallery, it's a um, a, a, a triptych work. Um, you know that's really fantastic that uh, a young artist is get is getting um, added to. Um, you know, public collections. Can you describe it for us a little bit? Um, the, the, the light box, that triptych, I haven't actually um, seen in, in person. That's why I want to see it at the forthcoming Dallas um, manifestation. The sugar skulls, but uh, a lot well, of the work um, that she's been working deals with early photographic processes, and she's been ah. looking in particular at um, representing um, three generations: um, her her mother, um, herself, and her daughter. Um, looking at particularly the legacy of um, um, South Sea Island. Um, 
um, slave um, trafficking and how that has charged um, the uh, kind of, you know, um, not even post-colonial, we're still in the in the colonial milieu, but the discussions around indigeneity relating to um, Australia, but also the broader Pacific region. Beautiful, exquisitely made works, um, really mining the potentiality for um, alternative or historic processes of photography, um, but all the legacies of kind of anthropological image making that go with that particular period of um, of of imaging. So super super interesting practitioner, and just someone that's absolutely um, you know to watch out for and um, and to keep eyes peeled. Um, another notable one I have to again confess here um, invested interest. Both um, Shannon and I were her co supervisors for her masters, but um, Anna Eti's sculptural work at the Adam um, oh, Art is. Gallery, um, sort of riffing off the. Uh, an engagement really with um, Shona Rapira Davies's work um, at Te Aro Pa um, as a kind of contemporary kind of trying to reckon and understand with um, how significant that work of Shona's was but also how how challenging it was to actually get it made and that it was it was kind of a bruising experience for her as an as a practitioner um, you know all the way through the commissioning process and kind of reflecting upon that about mm. how sometimes big projects in public space are are not always um, mm. friendly warm fuzzy kind so of so just to clarify that for people that don't uh, know that part. It's Tiago Park. Yes, and, and so it's the it's literally it's, the paving stones. It's the paving stones. Early nineties, I think exactly. it was commissioned. Exactly. So you will see these extraordinary arrays of kind of urban landscaping with pools and fountains and one kind of um, prow-shaped kind of uh, vertical form. Um, and a lot of if you go if you go and hang out in that area of Central Wellington, just run your hands over the tiles and just note yeah. um, the textures of them and the impact of making, um, which are one of the qualities that Anna was looking at so closely in terms of how she, she then responded with a very, very formal, elegant um, sculptural kind of ramp form with um, hand-fired tiles, um, which she was assisted ably by a range of people, but including the amazing um, ceramics practitioner Dave Marshall, um, who's based here in Wellington also. So, yeah, so for me, um, Jasmine and, um, and Anna um, really stood out as... Uh, incredibly important and interesting works by mm. um, young, amazing women. We'll come back to you for your best show, but I'm going to pass to Shannon and uh, see if you've got any ideas on emerging artists to follow on from that. Oh, yeah, uh, I've got a list. I'm trying to keep it <laughs> democratic. I've got a small list, really. Um, and I don't know, disclaimer, I guess, I don't know the difference between an emerging and a young artist, you know, so I'm sorry if I've misplaced any of you great artists, but... Uh, uh, certainly, some of my favourites for the year. Um, get, you, uh, get your pen out. Everyone's going to be googling these names. No, no. Um, <laughs> Heather's mentioned Anna Eti, um, and I think yeah, even outside of the show that uh, Anna was involved in it, the uh, Adam she uh, produced some really interesting work at the Physics Room Window Gallery uh, as well. So I feel like she's. Um, you know, established a new level for her practice. I'm so excited for her and for us to see uh, her work become, uh, you know, a kind of permanent part of the fabric uh, down here. Um, uh, Sorowitz on Sataya, I don't know, yeah, at, at a pretty amazing show up at Art Space too. Uh, and 
I guess Sorowit might be tipping the scales in terms of emerging, but uh, nonetheless on my on my list as well. Uh, Chris Latupu was on my list for sure. I'm so happy for Chris to get his skate project out there. Uh, I know that that's been a body of work that's um, he's been uh, uh, boiling, simmering, kind of uh, stewing over the last couple of years. Uh, Eamon Nakuru, uh, who presented alongside uh, Nick Austin uh, this half of the year up at Hopkinson Mossman in Auckland. Um, really interesting uh, conceptual artist, I think. In fact, uh, so I'm kind of uh, excited to see uh, Eamon out there. Um, Ellis Sutherland is probably the oldest artist on my list, but I want to give her a shout out anyway because I think uh, her project said. Um, a real, really great resonance this year, given the climate that we kind of mapped out earlier, and given, I don't know, she's working across kind of Melbourne, Wellington, all the way to Guangzhou uh, this year, so I feel like a, a shout-out is, is OK for me. But uh, I suppose the person that I want to kind of give my my badge to would be uh, Patti Solomono Terrell. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, again, just given the kind of climate that we're... we're uh, starting to grapple with uh, here, uh, I, I would say that Patti's uh, body of work this year, as well as, you know, not to kind of be presumptuous, but of course all the work that uh, Patti does with the Fafswag crew, um, yeah, I, I'd say they've really had a, an, an outstanding year. And again, I think that, again, it's such a timely kind of body of work and it's, it, it feels like, uh, rightly so, they're enjoying um, uh, connecting people with with the work and, and with its kind of um, dialogue uh, all around the world at the moment. So okay, you two, you, we still haven't got your best shows out of the way here. Um, you, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so apologies. I realised Christchurch. I didn't make it to Christchurch this year, so my list is purely based upon stuff that I saw. Um, and so I'm going to come in with the long run-up, really. Uh, the shows that I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the Susan uh, Takahirangi King show curated by uh, Bridget Rigacati at Artspace uh, earlier on in the year. Yeah. I love the Paul Cullen show here at the Engine Room curated by Marcus Moore That's, as well. Is that open to AUT? Which, uh, yes, just, yeah. just. Yeah, and so yeah. that opened, I think, a fortnight ago, or a, a, mm-hmm. a new iteration yeah. of that project. Um uh, Nata Taipa had a beautiful uh, solo show at Page Blackie, uh, Oranga. Uh, I mean, uh, making it look easy, uh, not to kind of undersell all the kind of layers in the work, but I think in terms of uh, the presentation of uh, Kul Fai Fai in the contemporary space, that is, uh, that is uh, an artist who's is in his prime. Also, uh, the, the We Tie Up uh, survey up yeah. at Auckland oh, Art Gallery. Um, yeah. I love that. Uh, the Vivian Lin yeah. exhibition yeah. at Bow Bank, you know, curated by yeah. Tina Barton. Uh, the Giovanni Intra show at Michael Lett, um, just because I'm a super huge fan. Um, but my kind of like, the big the big three, I guess, in... in in no real apparent, apparent order. order, but yeah. maybe I'll maybe I will. Oh God, we're building it. This really is. The <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. This is like it's uh, diplomacy at its best. I love <laughs> the Yona Lee project at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. I was lucky to go over there. I'm so excited that 
uh, a that was quite a cheeky piece of curation, I think, from Justin Patton. Um, quite a quite a young artist within such a setting, but to go over there and see the work holding its own alongside, I don't know, uh, Felidia Barlow, for example, mm. and I think like sculpturally, really. Uh, walking the walk and, and whatnot and feeling right at home against the kind of expanse of the art gallery of New South Wales. Shout out to Yona. Uh, the Luke Willis Thompson show at the Adam Art Gallery, I mean, I think uh, that is a project that I, I, that I, I think people's opinions about it kind of grow, morph, evolve the longer it is around. But I think I'm kind of... Um, uh, grateful for the Adam to bring in that work here now. I'm also kind of happy that they're able to commission a brand new project, uh, yeah. given all the things that are going on for him. So I think that kind of demonstrates the Adam's kind of ambition and kind of like drive, I guess, in a, in a sense. Um, and uh, lastly, I guess I think like if I if I had to give. Uh, a ribbon, I would give it to the Pacific Sisters mm. at Te Papa, mm. Uh, mm. which would be the show that I am m- so happy that wasn't there, that is there now, I guess. Mm. I heard uh, noises of approval from you, yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah. You enjoyed that show? Yeah, that was incredible. Um, I, I have to admit that I knew of the... My knowledge of the Pacific Sisters was quite superficial beforehand, a kind of brief mention in my art history courses. Um, but to... Uh, yeah, to make that kind of work and that kind of energy and that kind of community available to um, to people like me who um, were babies in the 90s um, is, yeah, something really special and I'm really excited by it. Did we finish with you, Shannon? Was that the... Sure, I mean, I, I'm not leaving yet. I'm leaving, leaving yet. We can keep uh, going. Heather, I'm going to no, pass no, no. to you. Okay. Um, Share the love. I will, I will, I will, and unfortunately mine's not particularly brief either, but um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to give a shout-out to it. I know it was first shown at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery in 2017, but just squeaks in for a 2018 relevance um, because it was at um, Christchurch Art Gallery. Um, Marie Shannon's exhibition room was oh, only yes, found yeah. in the house, curated by Lucy Hammonds and Lauren, Lauren Gutzel. Um, a beautiful show. That was the last show that I can remember crying in. Um, mm. There may have been subsequent shows, but it's not lodged within my memory banks but in particularly the the video works um uh were absolutely extraordinary and um i think a a long long overdue survey show for marie who's such an important artist um within uh the recent decades and i don't think it's been accorded the accolades that she absolutely should so thank you so much to the curators and institutions and to marie involved with that um i i'd like to also um give an example of the best show I haven't seen slash want to see and the best book I haven't read and want to read. That's only just opened Riverbed Fiona Jack mm. in collaboration with oh. activist and educator Sue Bradford um, and a wide network of contributors at Artspace Auckland. Um, been seeing dribs and drabs through on social media and desperately keen to try and um, see it. And an example again of, of Fiona's you know, dedication to working on long burn projects with very, very real relationship building and nourishing at its at its core. Um, and yeah, can't can't wait to see it. But for my kind of suite of um and so this is kind of like, well, yes, it is. It is best shows, but it's also, I think, kind of extraordinary programming. I'd like, and that's the Douse again, Art Museum, um, 
a, a, a collection of shows that all overlapped, um, but for me had some really interesting kind of threads of connections running through them. Embodied Knowledge mm. with Christine Hallier, Maureen Lander, Vivian Lin, mm. again, RIP, Vivian has just passed. Um, I'm not sure how many people know that, but it only happened, I think, yesterday morning. Um, so an extraordinary artist and one who is just um, so exciting and, and has received through uh, largely Tina Barden's um, uh, scholarship and curatorial um, uh, uh, generosity, an extraordinary kind of uh, time in the last few years. Pauline Rhodes, another one of our kind of national um, sculptural heroes, I think, and ditto the estate of Al Bud. So we had embodied knowledge that then sort of slipstreamed into can tame anything. Ruth Buchanan, Shruwana Spong, Alicia Frankovich and the Mata Aho Collective. Mata Aho have been rocking it this year. Um, across Meeting a princess was maybe another little I know. mainstream cultural <laughs> point where you kind of go, this is really, this is something it's, um, <laughs> But still remain very kind of like grounded through the look of it. Like it was like, yeah, nice to meet you, but come on. Um, uh, but uh, just an extraordinary, beautiful work using marine um, ropes um, that was um, constructed on site within the Dallas. And then that segued into Solo 2018, which is on at the moment. Andrew Beck, Diana Dowling, Sonia Lacey, beautiful work by Sonia Lacey, really knockout work. Dave Marshall, who I mentioned before, Matthew McIntyre Wilson and uh, Annie McKenzie. And then on top of that, Imogen Taylor Social Studies, which is like the most beautiful kind of investigation of um, of the painting collection of the Dow. So, like, yeah. that's, I don't know how many months that oh, spans, takes, but takes it was kind of like, I, yeah. ke- I, I, kept, <laughs> I kept going back and back and back, not just because they've got a really nice kids' room that I can go and hang out with <laughs> with my toddler, but because actually the show's really, really warranted it. So, yeah, big ups to um, the Dow's for... Um, for some some great programming, but also a really nice mixture of generational um, works, works from um, that have been part of our kind of you know visual arts sort of um, uh, canon, but also being uh, revisited and counterpointed with new works by younger generation um, of artists that just very productive, very exciting. <laughs> 